Hello, I am Patreon Prey here on the Jacob Burns Filmcast, here with my co-host, Mike. Hello. <laughs> and we are bringing you a partially live show recorded from the comfort of both Mike's and my living rooms. Welcome to the stay-at-home film club, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paige, how you doing? I'm, I'm holding up okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Paige, why are we at home recording remotely? <laughs> So at the time of this recording, we have been closed as an institution at the Jacob Burns Film Center since March 13th, so about 10, 11 days now. Yes, at the time of this recording. Yes. And um, Mike and I have been working really hard to bring you content, but it was very difficult to get (laughs) access to a number of items i only got remote access to our computers less than a week ago so we're here doing the most yeah so full (laughs) disclosure we had a really really special uh jonathan demi centric episode to close out season one uh but technology was not having it (laughs) this week uh so it was really difficult to try to um pull clips that we want to showcase from jonathan's q a's and we thought about just cutting the clips and just uh putting out the interview that we held with our programmer, uh, Andrew Jupin, who was on episode three of the film cast, but we didn't want to, you know, for a lack of a better term, I'm not going to bleep this half asset. Uh, so we're going to push that to season two. Um, cause it's going to be really, really cool and really, really special. Um, yeah. and we want to do it right. So yeah, we want to do it right. Uh, and speaking of season two, we had plans for season two, which we now need to alter. <laughs> We will figure it out, figure it out. Yes. Uh, This is definitely the test of uh, remote recording. So I'm sure uh, we're going to just do, yeah, remote episodes for season two and figure it out. It's probably going to be a more laid back season. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, we're, we're working on it and we will have it for you as soon as this global pandemic allows. Yeah. (laughs) Just what a weird time. Yeah. What a time to be alive. <laughs> what a time to be alive. But, um, so yeah, what we're going to do now is talk about something that I'm sure will be of relevance to more than just us, which is what we're watching at home while we are social distancing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Want to kick things off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I have been watching a mix of both television and film. A lot of my television watching to date has been catching up Mm. on things that I have just been dragging my feet on. Not because I didn't want to watch them, just because there's a lot of stuff to watch. Um, It's difficult to pick and difficult to stay with the show from time to time. But I have almost entirely caught up now on Better Call Saul, which I am super psyched about. Yes. (laughs) I watched the latest episode this morning. It is so, 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 so good. So, yeah, I'm not caught up to present day releases, but it is one that has been killing me that I wasn't caught up on because Netflix was kind enough to wait until the new season was about, I don't know, a week away to drop the latest season. I hate that. Yeah. So been catching up on that, which is fantastic. If anyone is a Breaking Bad fan and is sleeping on Better Call Saul, you are seriously missing out. Uh, possibly a hot take. I think it's better than Breaking Bad. 
Uh, yeah, and you're not the only person that thinks so. I mean, I love yeah. Breaking Bad, and I, I, I think yeah, it's one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. It's the mm-hmm. reason I started watching Better Call Saul. But Bob Odenkirk in Better Call Saul is sort of on another level. Yes. Yeah. I, I, my love for it definitely, like you just said, stems from Breaking Bad because there is so much like love from Breaking Bad put into Better Call Saul. So yes. it's it's a little unfair to say I like it better than Breaking Bad. But yeah, it, it, like, if Breaking Bad didn't exist, like this would be a great show. I don't know if like... If Breaking Bad happens afterwards, I would probably like Breaking Bad more. But right, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I I know a lot of people tried to watch it and then jumped off like a couple episodes into season one. Like Breaking Bad, season one is kind of a slog. Just get through it. Yeah, it's a, like and then, and then it jumps off. That's the thing. If you liked Breaking Bad, trust Vince Gilligan. Know yeah, that he has a Vince. plan here, and know it's the that same it's team. Yeah, like, exactly. Just, yeah. I mean, you watch the first few seasons of Breaking Bad. It's not like that was tons of crazy action or anything like that. It is a very slow build and a slow burn. It is. And it's so, but then the payoff is so good. So good. Even this season so far, like I'm no spoilers or anything, but it's been kind of a slog and like I'm into it, but it's been like, okay, what are we doing? And then like today's episode was like, oh, okay. Right. Here's where we're, we're getting there. We're this. getting there. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Are yeah, you I'm, catching up on anything? I'm catching up. No, because I just so yeah. My, my catch up thing that I just finished was The Outsider on HBO. Oh, I haven't seen that yet, and I know I have to. It's very good. I highly recommend it. It's a uh, based on the I think it's the newest Stephen King book, unless he wrote another thing in the past two years. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, of the same title. Um, on very very surface level, it's a murder mystery. And that's all I really want to say about it. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, it's one of those shows that you should go in totally blind and it will definitely reward you for your time. Um, it's another thing like most HBO shows now, like uh, granted, I haven't seen Watchmen or Chernobyl or anything like that. Those are on the list to catch up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really, really hope this is a one and done. I, they, they kind of set it up for a second season or like one of the characters in the outsider, Kelsey, my fiance was telling me that one of the characters is, uh, in other Stephen King books. So they're kind of like opening up towards that a little bit to adapt other books for her to come back. Oh. Um, but I just kind of hope they kind of leave it alone. Cause it ends like the whole journey was phenomenal. It like most Stephen King things, the ending is like fine, but the journey is so, so damn good and so satisfying. And so, uh, uh, it really, really grabs you pretty quickly just because of how well-written the characters are. Um, and the acting, obviously, is phenomenal. The, the cast is phenomenal. It's uh, Ben Mendelsohn, Jason Bateman. Um, yeah. Awesome. It's really, really, yeah, really, really, really I, great. Jason Bateman is having such a late career sort of renaissance between Ozarks and now this. Yeah. I feel like he's doing some really capital Q quality television, which I'm really glad to see because I am a diehard Arrested Development fan. Yes. As we all are. Yeah. We're all invested in the banana stand. <laughs> there's all, well, because there's always money in the banana stand. There's always stand. money in the banana stand. Honestly, always. again, at the time of this recording, as the stock market is in a free fall, m- maybe we should go to Blue's Frozen Bananas. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ozark's another one I need to, uh, I need to jump on. Yeah. Which actually also stars, I will look her name up, from The Assistant. Oh, Yeah. That's why I stopped the cast call outs on The Outsider with Jason Bateman and Ben Mendelsohn because I forgot everybody's names. Right. Julia Garner. 
Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's phenomenal. Yeah. I'm, yeah. So it's it's a good show. It's a good show. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. What you got? Um, the last thing that I was catching up on was the last season of BoJack. Mm. Never watched it. So I love BoJack Horseman. I think it is one of the most spectacular portrayals I've ever seen of depression and anxiety and substance yeah. abuse and generational trauma. And it is a dark comedy that is animated featuring anthropomorphized animals who live <laughs> side by side with humans, I might add. Um, but that's what's so fascinating about it that it's almost because it's set in this world that's very surreal compared to our own. It's able to tackle things that other animated shows in particular, but shows in general that would be considered comedies don't deal with in the same way. And it's Mm. really spectacular to see. And they did one of those things where the final season was actually two seasons that were shorter than a regular season each. So like what Breaking Bad did. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And so I had seen the quote unquote first half of the final season but finally watched the second half and I thought it ended really well. So I was really happy about that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think I tried the first season when it dropped and I wasn't super into it. Maybe I, something I should just kind of like force myself to get into a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely there. There are parts that are pretty hard to watch, but I also think, well, for one, it features Will Arnett as Bojack yeah. Horseman. So you have the joke connection there, but also to riff on Arrested Development again, there are a <laughs> lot of jokes that aren't even spoken, but are sort of just in the background and that you pick up on if you happen to read them mm. and are really funny in that way, in the same way that Arrested Development has a family love Michael banner that sort of becomes this running joke. <laughs> yeah. In Bojack, there is this running joke where I think it's in season one or two, there's a banner that incre- like gets increasingly ridiculous in episodes or over the course of one episode. I can't remember for sure. But it's the kind of thing where it's like this baked in joke that no one addresses, but gets funnier and funnier the more yeah. no one addresses this thing in the background. Okay. Yeah. So I, I love stuff like that too. And it's got a lot of really famous people who have made cameos at this point, which is awesome i mean this past season had um zach brav um lakeith stanfield and yeah it was pretty crazy and pretty great huh side note did you see mondo uh press the sorry to bother you final i did and it's like purple and pink right yeah Mm -hmm. i'll tie that into our episode uh it's available on hulu go watch it (laughs) (laughs) go watch that at home you should definitely watch sorry you should definitely watch it yeah uh I'm going to riff off Arrested Development again and to yes. go from my, my goofier one that I've been watching that I'm absolutely obsessed with, Lego Masters. Oh my gosh. Okay, yes. Mike and I have <laughs> talked about Lego Masters. I love Lego Masters. It is a great show. Will Arnett deserves to host every sort he of- He is the most phenomenal host I've ever seen in my life. I know. It it sort of feels like they just gave him carte blanche to really run with it and oh, yeah. run away with it he has. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely not- the traditional like scripted cheesy game show host um 
he yeah, like Patriot said, like they definitely give him like some light direction, but he's full on Will Arnett the entire the entire episode. Uh, run of the episodes and it's so phenomenal it's so entertaining and yeah if i mean everybody loves lego like if you love lego or like lego or have any interest in lego just watch this thing it's it is entertaining for will ferrell will ferrell will Arnett. <laughs> um but the th- creations that these people make are like it, it's mind-blowing what you could do with a lego and like it's very inspiring in a way like where I it, like I see these people doing these like insanely crazy unique creative builds and I'm like huh I should like buy some Legos and just do this like buy like a bag of bricks and just go for it but I know I'm gonna pour it out and then it's never gonna leave my floor <laughs> like unbuilt um but yeah it's the kind of like I have a, a category of TV that I always refer to as quote-unquote trash TV uh, this is for sure trash TV. Oh, yeah. But it's, but it's so, great. so good. Yeah. Like, I am a uh, raccoon to this trash. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and just, like, with how weird and scary things are, it's a nice, lighthearted, just fun thing to watch. It's very bright. It's very colorful. It's funny. Yeah. It's really it's pure. Inspiring. Yeah. It's very pure. I hate, like, this isn't a spoiler or anything. I'm not going to say, like, any names or anything. But it breaks my heart every time somebody gets kicked off. Or I know, because like, you, know, you get so attached to them. You get so attached, and everybody behind them cries. They like they weep their freaking eyes out like they've just had to put their dogs to sleep. Yeah, and the saddest <laughs> part like is when they have to put away their mini figurines that every oh God, contestant yes. has. For anyone who hasn't watched Lego Masters, any contestant on the show has a mini figurine of themselves. And when they leave, they put it up on the wall. It is just so perfect it's so pure that was that's the right word for it pure it really is did, did you just start crying because of it? <laughs> i mean like tearing up a little bit but um yeah. uh what you got so on two things that i am not necessarily catching up on but i'm re-watching and i'll get to new content after this arrested development <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm like constantly watching Arrested Development. That's like that's background true. noise at this point. That in the office. <laughs> exactly. Office, 30 Rock, Parks and Rec, and that's like hey, the, uh, the comfort happy, TV rotation. Was it 15 years of The Office, right? Today? I know. Yeah, it's yes, insane. totally crazy. It's terrifying. I, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's something that you and I have talked about before on the show, Mike, and it's about family. Yes. <laughs> I think you know what I'm going to say. It is that USA Network, yes, because I am one of the few people in my age bracket, like one of three people, I think, who has cable still, which yeah. is cool. Um, USA Network ran a Fast and Furious marathon this past Saturday. Yes. And all of them in a row, which just chef's kiss of a decision. <laughs> they knew we were home. They knew we had a need for speed and they met it. Uh, question, did this include Hobbs and Shaw? It, you know, I actually didn't check. That's a great question. That's a great question. It probably hmm. would follow at the end, I assume, but. Do you consider Hobbs and Shaw a part of the fast saga as they. I mean, it's the same characters. Absolutely. It it's, okay. you know, it's a spinoff, but it's still canon. Oh yeah. It's definitely canon. <laughs> um, but I so, think, yeah. Granted, this is a joke and I'm just going to preface it right now as this is a joke. One of the most heartbreaking things about this whole situation is. Fast nine. Right. Has been delayed until 2021. Year. And my uh, heart breaks. Like I can understand a few months like today, like a couple hours ago, Wonder Woman got pushed to August. Black Widow's going to be pushed till, you know, probably a couple months or it's probably going to drop on Disney Plus. Um, right. 
But man, a whole year. I know. It's pretty <sighs> brutal. But they're trying to get it right. Just like us in our Jonathan Demi episode. Yeah. They don't want to rush yeah. it. They, they need to make you sure. Know, they also can't get their Q&As. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, yeah. So I paid attention for pretty much the first three movies that uh, screened as part of the marathon, which is, yeah. you know, the va- Fast and Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious. And mm-hmm. I would like to note it is the number two fast, the number Twice. two Furious. Correct. Um, Not 22. Correct. Two twos. Which I have abbreviated as 2F2F to a number of people. And it was really wonderful to see how many people I texted, like, oh, I'm watching 2F2F. And they were like, oh, how do I I also catch the Fast (laughs) franchise? People just knew, which is great. It's it's the saga, actually. Yes, that's true. They rebranded. Right. Because it's a family epic, so it's a saga. Yeah. yeah. Um, And then the last one that I really paid attention for was Tokyo Drift, which is my actual favorite Featuring the banger theme song by the Teriyaki Boys. Yeah. Boys with a Z. Just so we all know. Yep. If we could briefly talk about one of the greatest crimes of our century. Which is? The the F9 trailer concert that was held in Miami featuring Ludacris, featuring Cardi B, featuring whoever else. Not the Teriyaki Boys. The Teriyaki Boys were not invited <laughs> to this concert. Are you kidding me? I know. Like, if you want to talk about... Like just absolute classic, paradigmatic, fast and furious tracks. Yes. It's the Tokyo Drift theme song. Like you're gonna bring Han back and not <laughs> bring the teriyaki boys out yeah. to give him the warm welcome home to the family. Are you kidding me? You're gonna bring Lucas Black back <laughs> and you're not gonna have them back. Yeah. It's, it's insane. It's totally yeah. insane. I do appreciate that when the uh the chains are off the hook. We just talk about Fast and Furious and not like Portrait oh, yeah. of a Lady on Fire and Emma and all these <laughs> phenomenal films. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I'll i go to the only movie. I have watched one movie okay. <laughs> so far this whole break. That's a lot. I, I watched two. The one I'll go really quick. I, I finally caught uh, Beware the Slender Man. Mm, what do you doc. think? I have not seen it, but it's, I heard interesting things. Fine. Yeah. I don't. It's a phenom- It's like a fascinating story. I, the doc isn't that well done. I don't think. Mm, mm-hmm. But it's okay. Um, but yeah, the only actual like film I watched, the only fiction I watched, was uh, "Fighting with My Family." Okay. Yeah. Uh, I haven't yeah. seen it, but heard about it for sure. It's on Hulu. Um, this is the Stephen Merchant written and directed uh, s- sort of biopic about the wrestler Paige. Um, featuring uh oh my god i'm blanking on her name midsummer little women florence florence, florence Pugh. yeah um who plays the the protagonist the main character Paige, the wrestler um steven merchant is in it uh nick frost is in it uh vince vaughn the rock you know part of the fast family yeah the rock exactly is in it. fast adjacent <clears throat> fast adjacent <laughs> um no it's a really fun funny lighthearted biopic about this wrestler's life um yeah i there's not really a lot to say about it because mm-hmm. it's just yeah it's straight up biopic that's like kind of geared towards more comedy and yeah it's a really fun story really lighthearted um if you, especially if you like wrestling you, there's gonna be some fun stuff in there for you <laughs> uh yeah it's available on hulu uh just shout out to hulu in general hulu's film selection is phenomenal i know right i was now. gonna say that's another thing that i feel like i was sleeping on for a long time and then a few, like maybe six months ago, I watched Apollo 11 for the first yep. time on Hulu. 
uh, way before it was available anywhere else, if it is even available anywhere else, and took a second to explore the Hulu movie section, which I have not had not really done to that point. And it is, it's pretty spectacular. And I feel like people don't realize how much they have to offer that people think of them as more of a TV outlet. But I also yeah. watched hunt for the wilder people on Hulu. There's a yep. lot of great stuff on there. Yeah. Like I would argue they have the best selection right now. I know Amazon used to have the, the a 24 deal. So they had like all the a 24 stuff, but like, right. yeah, no, like minding the gaps are to bother you three identical strangers. Like, yeah, yeah, like Hulu is freaking stacked. Like, and Minding the yourself, Gap was a Hulu release. Yeah, no that less. was a Hulu release. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you find yourself like lost and not knowing what to watch, check out Hulu. Absolutely. It's really impressive. It is. Yeah. Right. You got another? Yeah. Um, so speaking of what is available on Amazon Prime Video, um, one of those, which was actually, I believe, an Amazon release when it screened at the Burns for a week, and I missed it, but watched it on prime the other night. And that is a documentary called one child nation. Mm. Um, decidedly not lighthearted, uh, as some of the content that we have been discussing, but it is a, it is pretty short. So it's really digestible, really easy to, to watch. Um, but it is a pretty powerful documentary about China's one child policy and everything from how it was implemented to the propaganda around it, to how it was enforced and looking at how has it shaped China today and also what does it mean that they have since relaxed that policy and as of the early 2000s allow two children per family because Mm. they now have a population. um, If you've ever seen an age structure pyramid, the idea is that if you have too many young people at the bottom, you create starvation and scarce resources, which is what China was afraid of. So they enacted the one-child policy, which when – carried out for that long results results in an inverse age structure pyramid where you have too many elderly at the top and not enough young people to care for them. So it's, it's about everything from sort of how that shaped the population to what it was like for individuals who um, had to abandon their children, um, the amount of human trafficking that took place during the one child policy era. It was, it was pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to go like a complete 180. Yeah, no, that's totally fine. We can lighten (laughs) it up a bit, but it's definitely, (laughs) definitely incredible journalistic filmmaking. Yeah. That like was a legit, like (laughs) stunned moment of silence for me. (laughs) Um, This is going to be super quick. Uh, Sunday night, uh, Kirby Enthusiasm wrapped up its 10th season. Yes. Yes. It's yeah. It's one of the best, it's one of the better seasons, like more recently. Like I, I think like season eight and nine were like fine, man, season 10, like every episode so far or every episode this season, like was pure gold. And Larry David is the most Larry David he's ever been. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and the, yeah. the through line in this season is really, really obnoxious and entertaining as well. Mm-hmm. I yeah, was like, a, a pretty big fan of season nine, actually, mostly because I'm a really big Hamilton and Lin-Manuel Miranda fan. Yes. So that season I loved. Okay. Yeah. So it was season eight. That was kind of like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that yeah. Lin-Manuel's character is so freaking good in, in season eight. I know. Just, I, I love that he doesn't take himself so seriously that he's willing to play because everyone that's talked about him is like, yeah, he's basically a saint. 
He's the greatest yeah. person you'll ever meet. He drips talent out of each of his fingers. He's incredible yeah. and like just so gracious and wonderful and just plays a complete D bag in yep. Curve. The biggest asshole. Yeah. And it's, it's so great. I love when people can play a really ridiculous version of themselves, which as much as I love um, James Franco, uh, or sorry, as much as I dislike James Franco. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering where you're going with that. <laughs> no, as much as I dislike James Franco, I appreciate that he's willing to play a ridiculous and dumbed down version of himself in a lot of stuff and like poke fun at himself. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Did you catch any of the season of curb? Yeah. 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 Did you finish and it? I did. Cool. Um, and that's one where also Funkhauser passed away. Yeah. Um, in the last year. So it's been interesting to see them sort of navigate that. And I think they did it pretty well. Yeah, definitely. I am surprised they didn't like, light spoilers like they just say that he's away on vacation or something like he's he's out of the country um but they introduce again uh, this could be the most i talk about vince vaughn in the span (laughs) of an hour uh but yeah they bring in vince vaughn to play his brother i think Mm -hmm. yeah 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 and then um last night's episode shares uh son was was the the kid not the kid uh, not Chaz. um Chaz. yeah yeah yeah. well no Chaz. Yeah, Chaz. Right, right, right. Chaz. Chaz Bono. Yeah. To uh, play Funkhauser's nephew? No, no. Uh, transitioning daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they're they're playing it with it in a really interesting way. So, it was nice to, like, yeah, I was wondering how they were going to navigate that, but they pulled it off. Right. And, yeah, the through line, like, as ridiculous as it was, completely satisfying at the end. Right. It's beautiful how they tied it all together. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, What you got? Um, more new content. I will take this moment to say that something that I do watch on a daily basis, um, that is technically streaming and anyone can stream is Andrew Cuomo's morning briefings. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sure. (laughs) Yeah. As, uh, as residents of New York state, Mike and I are in, in the midst of the pandemic at the time of this recording. And, uh, so I, I watch those every morning at 1130 for a little bit of sanity. Um, but in much lighter recent content, uh, one movie that I did watch for the first time recently was Frozen 2. Oh, which, me too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What'd you think? I actually really liked it. Me too. I like. I heard from a lot of people that they, it was it was worth skipping and really no. not worth seeing. And um, and I mean, like everyone's like, well, it's no Frozen one. It's like honestly, nothing is Frozen one. But like the honestly? point is. But I like it more. Yeah, I was really, really impressed by it. I thought there were a lot of very tender moments. There is a hilarious scene that mocks boy band music videos. Honestly, one of the best things Disney has ever done. I know it was. It was really, really. It was so great too because it's so clear that people our age are making these movies now, and they were like, "Oh wait, we got the thing." So did you uh, watch the entire credits through? Yes. And that was the funniest part is the credits start. And my sister turns to me who I was watching it with and says, you know, it's funny because even though I'm sure there's nothing at the end of this, I'm so accustomed now after Marvel movies to waiting for the end of the credits that I keep expecting something to happen. And we were like, haha, yeah. And then just sort of like, let them keep playing. And then there was a bit. It was so great. great. Yeah. Um, Uh, 
the other thing and also that I, the thing i want to refer to with the credits is that song that you just referred to the boy band moment covered by weezer, weezer in the credits. i know so good and the panic of the disco the version of, the disco. of another song from earlier in the film is also really great and that's another thing that i love that these emo kids our age are now the oh, music yeah. coordinators for these movies they're like you it's know what'd be great for this <laughs> panic at the disco you know who'd be great for this weezer like excellent choices my dudes yep and um, the other thing that I really loved about it is that obviously it is geared towards children. And I thought that there was a lot in it, especially centered on the character of Olaf, that was all about like, how do we deal with feelings that are new or confusing? Yeah. And it just felt like this wonderful teaching moment throughout the film where this character who technically is growing up because he's an animated snowman who has only recently come to life. Um, but he makes such a great sort of metaphor for um, talking to children about what it's like to experience new things and process new information and emotions and how to deal with all that. And I thought that was really well done. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like I was thinking about it more like like I think I watched it the day it dropped on Disney Plus, which mm-hmm. was not last Sunday, but the Sunday before. Yeah. Um, and I was like, like genuinely trying to remember the plot of the first frozen and like to me like as far as i remembered like that movie doesn't really have a plot and this one kind of fixes that yeah it had a lot more plot and it also had and i was gonna say olaf conveniently acts out the entire yes. plot of frozen one at one <laughs> yeah. point so and that reminded me i was like oh yeah i was right yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but it also i would say dare I say strong avatar vibes that there is. I was going to say that also like no wonder like, yeah, all the emo kids are the music supervisors <laughs> yeah. and all the nineties uh, kids are definitely writing this film. Exactly. Um, without giving too much away, there is a lot um, in terms of sort of how Elsa gets her power that is introduced um, in reference to there being four elements and then a fifth element also shout out to the fifth element. And and that there's basically one sort of unifying force for all the four elements, which is basically the concept of an avatar. And yeah, yeah. um, So that was really cool. But yeah, I thought that movie got a much worse rap than it deserved. I thought it was a genuinely lovely and charming and hilarious film. I laughed out loud multiple times. Yeah. Yeah, the only weird thing is that, like, Gretz said, like, I don't, I just said I don't remember much from the first Frozen, but I do remember that enough where uh, I realized they heavily, um, oh my God, I can't think of the word for, uh, like, rewrote some of the stuff. Like, oh, the yeah. Thing with the parents. Why can't I think of the word for that right now? It's been a long quarantine. <laughs> That's just the way it goes sometimes. That's fine. Yeah. They know what I'm, they know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. You know, you, know. you <laughs> already you know, know. I mean. the real ones know. Ugh. It's been a long three months. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so the last thing I have on my list, and granted, I've watched like, you know, random little tidbits on like YouTube and stuff like that. Just like random like podcasts, internet shows and whatnot. Those like truly, truly keep me sane. Um, <laughs> but the thing I'm currently watching, and I would easily argue that it's one of the best shows I've seen in of, in recent memory. Like it's up there with, with like Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul and stuff with for me. Um devs still haven't watched it that's on my list i know i know i know i know i know okay 
I know. So, I ne- I know I need to watch it. It's yes, like, please. I'm trying to, because so, my thing is I'm trying to catch up on everything before I start I new know. stuff, right? Like I got to eat my vegetables before I, I eat dessert, which is not to suggest that everything I'm watching right now is vegetables. Everything I'm watching right now is amazing, <laughs> but I'm just yeah. trying to finish stuff before I start stuff. So for people who don't know, Devs is the FX show written and directed by Alex Garland, uh, who wrote and directed Annihilation, Ex Machina, uh, for my video game people, the Devil May Cry reboot. Um, I Again, it's a show that you the more blind you go in, the better, but it's the basic premise is that you are following a tech company in Silicon Valley and a something, a, a crime happens, essentially. Uh, and that's all I want to say about it. It is just, if you know what Ex Machina is, or if you've seen Ex Machina or Annihilation, you know what Alex Garland piece is. And this is Alex Garland for eight hours. I know. That's what I've heard. It's just, it's stunning. Um, (sighs) yeah, the, the writing, the writing is like incredibly dense, but you're supposed to feel lost for a little bit. Similar to, uh, another FX show, similar to Legion where like, Mm. It does like it doesn't really do a great job explaining what is going on, but I think that's purposeful uh, until like later on in the season where like you get little breadcrumbs about like what they were referring to earlier on in previous episodes. And yeah, it just when you get those like tiny, tiny little bits and you start piecing things together, it's the, the sensation of satisfaction is so like it's something that Alex Garland could only really, really pull off. Um Nick Offerman uh, is in it. He plays, I know. That's he plays another like big the, thing that I love yeah, about it. He plays like the, for lack of a better term, I don't really want to name drop either of these people, but uh, the Mark Zuckerberg or like <laughs> Bezos or whatever of this tech company. Um, and yeah, starring him. And uh, I, I blanked on her name, but it's starring uh, Oscar Isaac's dance partner from Ex Machina. <laughs> Um, I apologize for not having the name off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, it's honestly like if you like weird tech sci-fi near future stuff, man, it is so damn good. And I think that it drops, I think it's currently on season, uh, sorry, it's currently on episode six, uh, new episodes drop on FX every Wednesday and then on Thursdays are on Hulu. Yeah. I guess we should have pointed this out earlier. Everything we're talking about is available like from home to stream. Yeah. Yeah. Just to make it like super clear. Yeah. That's all I got. Yeah. So <clears throat> I have one, one more new thing entirely that I've, sure. I've been watching, which, and at the time of the recording, I know I'm not the only one watching it. It was recommended to me by Mike's and my coworker, Ali Garner. So shout out to her for that. And I've seen it start to trickle in to sort of the meme situation. Uh. I've seen it, you know, slowly trickling in an account there, an account here. So I know that people are starting to binge it as much as I am, especially because Chrissy Teigen shared a post about it. And I was like, oh, so it's everybody's watching this now. And (laughs) that show is Tiger King on Netflix. Okay. What is Tiger King? Tiger King. Is I would say if I were to give the elevator pitch, it would be if the concept of Florida Man were a docu-series. Oh, you already have me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, and just you wait. It is 
a limited series on Netflix, which suggests that there is not going to be a season two. So it is like a self-contained unit so far as I understand. Well, if you're like HBO, you could change that wording. Like what, also they, did true. With, <laughs> like what they did with Outsider. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the gist is that it centers on this one man named Joe Exotic, the Tiger King. Who go on? Yep. Who <laughs> runs a private zoo and breeds big cats, and it uses Joe Exotic as the centerpiece for this look at the entire world of private zoos and exotic animal selling, breeding, trading, and the use of animals as entertainment. Um, and obviously, a lot of Um, people are not big fans of using animals as entertainment. A lot of circuses have started to get rid of their animals. So there's kind of this real shift in understanding towards knowing that certain animals are just meant to be wild. Mm -hmm. Um, but it uses, yeah, Joe exotic, who is a exotic animal owner, breeder, and also amateur country musician. Yes, there's oh there's sure. music video footage. But yeah, it it that's not even the crazy part. The crazy part is basically with each subsequent episode, you get to the end of the episode and you're like, that was totally bonkers. I have never seen anyone thing like that in my life. These people are it's like crazy that we live in the same society and country. It's like totally impossible for me to like understand their existence. We but, definitely live in a society. Yeah. Like we all live in a society, <laughs> but some people just like live in this big cat society that is so, so <laughs> removed. It feels like every single person who runs a private zoo and breeds exotic animals has a harem. Like they're all, it's not that like, oh, they have multiple wives or girlfriends, like, or boyfriends or husbands also as the case may be. Um, but that like everyone is married to multiple people and Jesus. they breed these big cats and people get crazy injured all the time. And there's all this feuding between the private zoos and organizations that are t- trying to rescue the big cats and the, the rescue organizations might not have the best motives either. It's just, it's so crazy. I can't even begin to really fully express how just at the end of every episode, just jaw agape looking at the screen being like, how could it get crazier? And then you watch the next episode and it's like, (laughs) you'll see. Now you said this is a docu-series. It is. This is real. It's real. It is so real. And that's what's what's so (laughs) Joe Exotic is a real man. (laughs) Great. Yeah. As are all the people featured in the series. And it's, that's what's, there is a, a character who's interviewed, not a character, an individual who's interviewed, um, a lot throughout the show who was actually a reality show producer making a show about Joe Exotic and multiple times he's like you couldn't have written this this is just so much crazier than real life and that is streaming on Netflix it is pretty nuts <laughs> alright yeah Jeez. Mm-hmm. yeah um, I put out a uh, last minute call for questions and uh, Caesar who writes in a lot he's Yay. also watching, he's watching uh, Tiger King <laughs> oh yes <laughs> and I said that was the last thing I saw I was like Yep. The hell is that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um the last like really, really quick thing that I just thought of, I uh over the weekend me and Kelsey rewatched the What We Do in the Shadows TV series in preparation for season two. That is on my list for, Please. for this I know. 
please. I'm so late to it, but yeah. I know. It's a very, it's like 20 minute episodes. It's a very quick binge available on Hulu. Like if you have any love for what we do in the shadows, the film, which you absolutely should have love for, like, come on, don't be a monster. Uh, (laughs) Please. Like, I I know it's easy to like scoff at a TV adaptation of a film like that. Please watch it. It is one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, And Taika directs and writes a couple of the episodes uh, along with Jermaine Clement. Yep. Perfect. The dream, the dream team. the dream team. Cool. Um, that's what we've been watching. But since this whole pandemic mess, <laughs> uh, a lot of film distributors have been dropping stuff early for digital availability. Um, I do want to give a shout out to a, a list of films that are avail- like newer films are available right now for you to check out. Um, and I know I'm definitely interested in some of these. Uh, so first off, the probably the the most important one right now. It's out on March thirty first. Sonic the Hedgehog. Buy Sonic the Hedgehog. Support that film. Let Mike get a sequel. <laughs> Let Mike get a sequel, <laughs> please. And if you watch it, write in <laughs> jbfilmcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, and let me know what you think. <laughs> and feel free to call me crazy and say I'm out of my mind and that I shouldn't be working out at our house. Anyways. Um, yeah, uh, in a more serious note, that page is going to definitely uh, agree with me on Birds of Prey is out starting today. Yes. Please, watch it, watch please it, watch go it, watch it. Watch it's it. so good. Even if you don't like DC films, just watch it. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Onward is also out to purchase, but it's going to be on Disney Plus on April 3rd. Yes, I am So not ashamed I, to say that I'm waiting for it to land on Disney Plus. Same. Because um, like you should Frozen rent two, it if you if you want to support it for sure. But yeah, you, I will support if, it by watching it on Disney Plus when it drops because I pay for that, too. So that counts. Yeah. yeah if you want to support the little indie studio, Disney, uh, give, it a, <laughs> yeah. give it a buy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, like Frozen 2, I, uh, I've i been hearing mixed things about Onward. So, I'm yeah, I am I could wait a couple more days. Mm-hmm. For uh, sure. Speaking of little indie films, uh, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker yep. is available to purchase early. Uh, it's a Star Wars film. You know what you're getting into. It's fine. We're not going to talk about Star Wars. Um, <laughs> I mean, then, yeah, I, yeah, I love it. You should all watch it. Like if you're in a situation where you haven't watched Rise of Skywalker yet, you like, should watch it. Like, like as many on. problems, as many problems as that film has, like the more you think about it, it's just such a fun, like fan servicey ride. And yeah, it's so great. It's Please so, watch it. Yeah, it's so it's wonderful. Enjoy. Um, and then we have this, uh, the universal block right now. So Emma, which we were showing at the Burns before we closed. Correct. <laughs> uh, which I still need to catch. I really, really want to watch it. That, I, I'm kicking myself for being like, oh, I'll see it tomorrow. I know. But, I know. Story of our lives at the Burns is you telling yourself, I'll see this movie tomorrow until it leaves the theater. And you're like, yeah. oh, there goes my chance. And so we got but, the dreaded email from Andrew Jupe and like, hey, getting out of theaters today. Yeah. It's like, oh. Yeah. Um, But never in my calculus for when to see a film have I considered – Theater global shuts pandemics. down because of global pandemic. Yeah. So that one was a bit of a curveball. Yeah. So that's <laughs> definitely on my list to watch. Um, that one you should actually, I think so. Some of these rentals, I know for at least these, including Emma, these next three are $20 rentals. Yes. I know that sounds steep, like on surface, but think about like if you're taking a date to the movies plus popcorn, all that kind of stuff, it's a $40 night for 20 bucks. Yeah. You're really so, saving yeah. money. So and like these studios, especially uh, apologies for 
not remembering who put out focus Emma. focus 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 put out emma like especially for like production companies like focus like you should support them yeah this is a woman directed film about women yes based on a book by a woman author you should go see this movie and let focus know that we care about this content yeah uh and it just it looks wildly entertaining and like really really funny yeah um and anya taylor joy like come on she's just a vision uh, I love her. Um, another thing, uh, Invisible Man, uh, that is the... Uh, Elizabeth Moss thriller? Elizabeth Moss thriller, which it looked terrible, but, but apparently it's great. It looks terrifying, is what I will say, honestly. Yeah? I like. So? I mean, it's Elizabeth well, Moss, and she deserves you. to sell out a little <laughs> bit. Yes, okay, for me, <laughs> this is from my perspective, it looks terrifying. And the, the worst part is the part that freaks me out the most is the scene from the trailer. I know I'm not giving you anything away because I haven't seen the movie and you can all look Please up the trailer. talk about the breath scene. No, it's not okay. the breath. <laughs> it's actually the scene where it looks like Elizabeth Moss is holding like a can of paint and she looks down and she throws the paint. And oh. even though it looks like there's nothing underneath her, the paint sticks to a person's body, suggesting that there is an invisible form there. And that is so freaky to me. We'll see. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. I know you will, but we'll see. We'll see if I can deal it. Uh, you know, it just unrelated to anything. Really shout out to hollow man, Kevin Bacon, mm. the, mm-hmm. the original invisible man. That's not true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, next on the rental uh, again, visible man's a $20 rental. Uh, next on that same list is the hunt, which was the infamously like banned film. Yes. It was originally just like canceled. And then they were like, just kidding, we're going to release it digitally. <laughs> and then they were like, just kidding, we're going to release it theatrically. And then the global pandemic was like, just kidding, you're not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's rated R Hunger Games, sort of. If you have any interest in that. If you want rated R Hunger Games, watch Battle Royale, end of story. Yes, that also, please. <laughs> or the raid. Yes. Um. Next is something that our colleague Russ uh, was talking to me about going to on a $7 movie Tuesday. Uh, Bloodshot is available to rent, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which is the Vin Diesel adaptation. Of, sorry, or Vin Diesel's in it. He didn't write or direct it or anything. Uh, adaptation. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> I, I wish. I know. Um, but as the trailer points out, it is from the producers of the Fast Saga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. Um it's an adaptation of a, uh, I believe it's a Valiant comic. Um, yeah, it's a comic book film. Yeah. It doesn't look great, but hey, if that's your thing, it's your thing. <laughs> uh, next is The Way Back, which is the Ben Affleck, Janina Gavankar yes. uh, film, which I'm a sucker for. I think we talked about this on the podcast. I'm a sucker for sports movies. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of interested in this. Yeah. Like Ben Affleck plays like a washed up like high school well no that's a bad way to put it <laughs> he, he was a former like high school basketball star but now he's like something i guess something happened and he's like has a heavy drinking problem and i don't know he's like a very washed up person now but he gets drawn back to his high school to coach the current basketball team and it just seems like it seems like one of those kind of films yeah <laughs> and yeah it just seems very appealing to me for some reason so i feel like this that's gonna be a thing when like kelsey is uh out of the house because <laughs> no way in hell um gonna have company to watch that probably (laughs) it's funny i actually happened to be in the car um at one point uh probably two or three weeks ago driving back 
from a trip to Vermont and Ben Affleck gave an interview about the way back to NPR. And hmm. I was like, you know, this actually sounds interesting. I, I love sports, um, which I don't know <laughs> that I've talked about on this and that sounds sarcastic, but it's not. Um, I'm a it's really a big, episode big title. Yeah. I'm a really big baseball and, and football fan in particular. Um, but I generally, yeah, also love sports movies a whole lot. Nothing tugs yeah. at your heartstrings like a motivational speech before the big game. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm on board, I guess. I'm on board, especially if Ben Affleck is, you know, working on his sobriety, trying hard. Yeah. It, it honestly seems like the film might be a little autobiographical, but that's neither here Probably. nor there. <laughs> yeah. Working on that Phoenix back tattoo you know oh, my favorite my favorite tattoo <laughs> too bad tattoo shops are closed you know i just like <laughs> just feeling it right now yeah uh next is another one i was interested in it was a uh, an early like a january um kind of like cult hit sort of uh the gentleman mm-hmm. which is matthew mcconaughey and um charlie charlie hunnam um i don't really know much about it but it seems it's guy Ritchie. Sp- it's Guy Ritchie. Yeah, it's a Guy Ritchie yeah. film. Guy Ritchie action film. It seems very Kingsman-y, sort of. It does it seem like very Kingsman-y, kind of but more R-rated. Yeah, definitely more R-rated, which is weird because Kingsman is also very R-rated. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was another one I was interested in. That's something I just totally missed. Um, Sonic is next on my list again because I put it twice. Go watch Sonic. <laughs> uh, so yeah, all those are... Oh, I'll say this last one. Uh, Trolls World Tour is coming out on... April 10th, I guess, for a rental. Um, if you have kids, it seems like a really fun, goofy time. You know, the original Trolls movie things. is really sweet. So Is it? Yeah, it's good. Hmm. Don't know if I believe you. Uh, <laughs> shrug. I mean, it has the it has the uh, theme song from Justin Timberlake that no one could escape for like two years. Two years? You mean a decade? Can't stop the feeling. <sighs> oh my God, you're just going to leave me hanging <laughs> That was ice cold. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely like I blocked that song out of my mind for so long. I forgot what the lyrics are. And now it's just like Got I have this a pit in my, in my body. <laughs> yeah, we should cover that. Uh, and then uh, on Netflix, which is coming out, which is a uh, the- theatrical release, uh, Lovebirds, which is the Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah, rom-com. Issa Rae rom-com. Yeah. Um, is also coming to, I believe, Netflix or Amazon. Which one's that? Um, I'll, I'll pull it up really quick. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the Kamel Nanjiani one is, uh, the premise is a guy and a woman are going on a date and a, they're in a car and a cop comes to like confiscate the vehicle and it's the, the same, it's the same movie, the lovebirds. Oh, it's the same movie. Jeez. It's the same movie. That's what I was <laughs> cool. saying. Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure Issa Rae is in the Kumail one. Yeah, The Love Birds. Yes, with two people who I love dearly, both amazing comedy writers and actors. Um, So yeah, a cop confiscates the car and the cop runs over somebody and seems like it's not a cop. Um, So yeah, it's something I probably wouldn't have paid for, to be honest, but it's on Netflix next week. Um, I'll probably check it out. Yeah, exactly. why not? Easy enough. Easy enough. And then... The last things I want to shout out that are uh, going to be available from home or are currently available from home, um, a lot of film festivals are canceling their festivals for obvious reasons. Um, 
so I do want to give a shout out to some like really, really cool collections that you could kind of, or curations that you go watch from home. Um, the first one's a weird one just cause it's the first tab and I'm, I might as well get it out of the way. Not get it out of the way. I don't mean it to sound like that. <laughs> um, uh, the Turner classic movies, classic film festival, mm. which is really, really interesting. I didn't know this was a thing, but yeah, this now they're doing a special home edition. They're calling it. Um, yeah, uh, they're just showing like classic films. Like the, the first one on their list, this starts on April 16th. The first one on their list is the 1954 A Star is Born. Uh, same night, Metropolis from 1927. Yeah, it's like those kind of films. Really cool stuff. Yeah, really, really cool stuff. Um, Although my favorite A Star is Born, let me just say, for the record, I hate the Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga one. Um, but I am a big stan of the Barbara Streisand, Chris Christopherson version. I haven't seen any other one. Other, other than the Gaga and Oh, what a Bradley. terrible... No, 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 no. You got to, like, Liza Minnelli, Barbara. That's who you need. Don't let my fiance hear you. <laughs> I Hi, Kelsey. Came, <laughs> I came home, I don't know, I guess it was like two weeks. It was definitely before all this was happening. Came home super late one night and she's just on the couch crying. I mean, yes, <laughs> I cried it. at that movie, of course. But, but I like, got parts that like, you're not supposed to cry at. <laughs> Oh, fair. Like, yeah, not like the end where it's like heart wrenching. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's Turner Classic Movies, uh, April sixteenth through April nineteenth, um, and then I will put the uh, links to all these festivals uh, in the description of this podcast episode, so you can check it out. Um, next is the Ann Arbor Film Festival, which is running March twenty fourth through March 29th. Yes, saw that um, one. Yep. Yeah, more like. Indie base seems really cool. I think that's totally free. I want to say. I'm actually I'm not sure about the Ann Arbor one, but um, a yeah, lot of them are making, if not the whole festival, like uh, select pieces of content available for free, which is really neat. Yeah, like there there is a paywall behind some of these, but yeah, like Patrick said, most of these are at least like some parts of them are free. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Ann Arbor doing the stay at home festival. Uh, next one I have on here is the Rehabilities film festival, Boston, uh, by the Boston Jewish films association. Um, I'm just going to read their first paragraph because it's really cool. I never heard of them before. Uh, the Rehabilities Film Festival is about bringing people together to connect, to be entertained, informed, and appreciate the artistic expression of people with disabilities. Being together as a diverse community, enjoying films together is a special and unique experience that we are honored to facilitate each year. Um, so that is available online. That's running from March 22nd to April 2nd. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, this one is totally free. That's uh, amazing. Love that. Yeah, this seems really, that. really, really damn cool. Yeah. Uh, next on here is the the Environmental Film Festival, uh, which is usually in Washington, D.C. So if you are part of our audience that likes things like focus on nature and some of those cool films that we show in that series. Uh, this might be something that you may be into. Uh, this is running from March 17th to March 31st. Uh, I believe this is free. Please don't quote me on these. I know I should have done more research. Denise, I apologize. Um, <laughs> uh, and then these last two are, uh, primarily short films, uh, or short festivals. Uh, the Aspen shorts fest, uh, which is all online. This one is paid for. Uh, they, but they do have uh, different kind of like bundles that you could get to. You could you could do like the full pass, or you could do like specific time slots and specific film packages. Um, so that's pretty cool. They 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 have a pretty extensive list, and like just like look at the thumbnails. Like a lot of actors I recognize. Mm. 
Um, and then the last one is <laughs> just because I really love the name of this. Uh, Talking Shorts is putting on a fil- uh, film <laughs> festival called My Darling Quarantine Short Film Festival. Oh, my God. Yes. Programmed by the International Short Film Community. And yeah, That's- I believe uh, these are totally free right now. So like the again, I'll put these links into the episode description. Uh, this front page that I'm looking at, there are a bunch of short films on here that I'm absolutely going to watch <laughs> as soon as we title. stop this episode. Yeah. Phenomenal. Um, and there was another one, but it was only for Lithuania. And I, I blanked it on the name off the top of my mind. Um, but Yorgos Lanthimos was showing off something, uh, for oh, his new cool. short. I think it's like a 15 minute short for that festival that was available online, but I think it's only for Lithuanian citizens. Interesting. Like you need a Lithuanian IP address. I think so. Shout out to Lithuania. Yeah. I was <laughs> trying to look more into it, but it seemed like, yeah, it was a pretty okay. exclusive club. Interesting. A Lithuanian yeah. exclusive club. Yeah. No. Not the stay at home film club that we started <laughs> an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> cool. Um, and yeah, like I said earlier, we uh, put out a call for questions at, or not questions. I just asked folks what they've been watching lately during this whole mess. Um, Harry, who is a friend of mine, I, he's I'm going to butcher his last name. Harry Lizoitis. I believe that's how I say it. He just says Americans. It's not a movie, but still. I've never watched the Americans. You don't have to apologize for watching television. First of all, let me, let me just take this opportunity to say television is producing content that is just as good, if not better than a lot of stuff in cinemas. High quality television is still art. Don't ever think that it is not. I'm going to take that one step further. Television, video games, comics, some of the best writing right now is happening out in mediums outside of film. Yes. A a lot of really great. We clearly love film, but Especially nowadays, like nowadays in this pandemic time, I have just a quick tangent. Like on Friday, I picked up Animal Crossing and it is the most like, thank God for that game because it is the most beautiful escape I have felt during this whole scary mess. Yeah. And like, I like, I don't think a film or a show or a comic or anything else like that could do that for me. Um, so yeah, like whatever, like just explore different mediums, especially now, like where you do have the time to like, kind of like dip your toes into other mediums that you may not have before. Try a game, try a comic, try a show, try some music, like some like weird genres you never listened to before. Um, you might find something really cool. I will Um, say a game that I have been playing quite a bit. Let's let's, let's talk about it. (laughs) We'll dive into it. And that is that the day that the burns closed, and which was March 13th. And I realized that I was going to be inside for the foreseeable future. My first thought was, how can I stay active in my New York City apartment and not go totally stir crazy? And immediately thought of Ring Fit Adventure, a Nintendo Switch game, yes. which I have played at a few people's houses and really, really enjoyed. And at the end, I'm always like, oh, I'm actually kind of sore. Um <laughs> So Bot would appears to now be one of the last few versions of the game available on Amazon um, for the foreseeable future. Yeah. But, so yeah. to go on a little tangent, I guess, like just to talk about games and whatnot for a second, because this is important. Like you got to find your escape to kind of get yourself through this as we're all stuck at home. Um, because of the pandemic, Nintendo is going through a brief shortage of both Nintendo Switches and some of their like peripheral based kind of things like Ring Fit. 
Um, obviously, everybody had the same idea as Paige, but Paige did it early enough where she, yeah, paid the list price of $80. But I think as of right now, it's $300 on Amazon. And that's kind of insane. Um, you got to get after it. There's two people in the in the yeah. Switch fitness world, the quick and the dead. It's true. <laughs> so if you don't work out, you ain't quick and you're, and you're probably dead. Um yeah, I've been playing, uh, or not I've been playing, but I want to get back into playing Beat Saber, which is a, mm-hmm. a VR kind of like lightsaber drumming, drumming game. Um, you break a hell of a sweat playing that. I, I need to get back into the routine of playing that. But uh, my morning routine lately has been checking in on my, my Animal Crossing Island, mm-hmm. seeing what Tom Nook has for sale, what tasks he has for me today. It's great. We could talk about Animal Crossing for like two hours, but, but we're going to move on. speaking of the intersection of Animal Crossing and film, actually, I might say that um, if you Google it, I'm sure you'll be able to find it. But people have been creating scenes from films, including Portrait of a Lady on Fire, yes. which Mike and I have talked about loving. Um, they're recreating scenes from Portrait of Lady on Fire in Animal Crossing. And I think that's just such a beautiful celebration of just the different avenues creativity can take yeah. and going to show how the people playing this game have other passions too, but this is this wonderful way to get away from it all. And it's, it's really cool to see. Yeah. Like if you are, if you exist on Twitter right now, like you can't get away from animal crossing and right. yeah, I'm sure you will see things like, yeah, portrait of a lady of fire, which uh IndieWire did a article yeah, or like a, a shout out about. And I saw that, uh, is it L magazine? I think, um, somebody uh i'm forgetting i excuse me for forgetting the the author who put this together but somebody interviewed brie larson yes uh, just solely based on giving brie larson giving them a tour of her animal crossing island yes and it was I, a very like long in-depth article <laughs> it's like so well done it's awesome i woke up one morning to an instagram post from brie larson just talking about her animal crossing setup and i was like this yeah. is really sweet it's so good um, the last thing I want to say about games is that uh, actually today, um, Microsoft, or sorry, the the Xbox team and the Minecraft development team collaborated in curating an education uh, collection of like kind of educational programs that you could do in uh, Minecraft, um, including like just taking a tour of like U.S. monuments, uh, doing some like basic like programming and coding with like robotics, uh, like just design stuff i they shouted out some form of like marine biology courses in there um and that is totally free until the end of june um so i know minecraft has a bit of a price gap i think like minecraft now you could probably pick up for 20 bucks on anything like game consoles pc mac ipad whatever so if you are stuck at home and like your your children can't obviously go to school and like they're on hold for the foreseeable future like yeah, video games aren't all like shooty shooty bang bang. There are some really really cool <laughs> shooty, like shooty bang bang. <laughs> there are some really really cool like art house video games and some really really cool educational stuff that games can do. And yeah. it is a shame that uh, a lot of the shooty shooty bang bang stuff you know makes the headlines. But right. uh, there's some really really cool stuff on there. It's not sensational to be like kid buys video game colon learns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or not um, good news to be like, video game helps Paige stay active during quarantine. Yeah. No one cares about that. No, no one cares. <laughs> Just our podcast audience, which is now listening to me talk about it. 
But the question is, do they care? <laughs> we'll find, we'll out. find out. I'm sure we'll find out. We'll get a nice long email from Denise and Justin. <laughs> Hi, guys. Nice to, nice to see you. Uh, <laughs> Catherine Garofalo. Uh, she just watched the two Kingsman movies. I never had an interest in them, but they were super good. Yeah. They are super good. Uh, also based on comics by Mark Miller. Um, yeah, they're phenomenal. Yeah. I'm also going to shout out my friend Robert Gregory Hopwood, who I have mentioned in the past, um, yes. designed a number of outfits for Halle Berry, um, Channing Tatum, um, and Julianne Moore in Kingsman yeah. Golden Circle. So you should definitely check it out. It's a really fun movie. I mean, I like it's really, really great. Yeah. I, I like the Kingsman franchise. I thought it's such a it's a good time. It's a really good yeah. time. I'm really excited for I I have no idea when it's coming out now, but I'm really excited for the prequel. Yeah. Yeah. Looks awesome. I thought it was supposed to be out by now. I mean, maybe it was supposed to be out by now. Who knows? <laughs> uh, Jordan Glushko. Uh, he has a, a bit of a long one. Not really long. Uh, Star Trek Picard. Love how it's reflecting on our times and honestly portrays the aging of iconic character of an iconic character. It's a little uneven with the supporting characters, but their development and their development uh, but I'm loving the story and the action. Quick plug for them. You can now watch it free on CBS All Access with a month free for everyone. Season finale is this Thursday. Um, that's good to know. So you have a month of CBS All Access for free. Yes. They're also similarly, I will say, um, because I actually just paid for CBS All Access um, because Amex members uh, get money back for up to three months of payments on CBS All Access. If you buy it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's about, I think, either eight or $10 a month and you get $5 back each month out of that um, for the first three months. So that was a very worthwhile deal for me. I'll see if I'll keep it after three months, but um, in the meantime, that made it a lot more affordable. So a month for free is even better. Yeah, that's kind of like me with um, HBO. I thought uh, I thought I was gonna cancel it after Caribbean Enthusiasm. But with how much I enjoyed Outsider and like I still really, really want to watch Chernobyl. I still want to watch Watchmen. Like I'm probably going to keep it for a while. That's what happened to me with Hulu. I initially got Hulu for a free trial to watch the seven hour OJ doc that won the Academy Award. Oh, yeah. And then the day before my free trial was supposed to end, season one of A Handsmaid's Tale started. And <laughs> that was that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I, for some reason, what we were just talking about reminded me of a uh, shutter. Um, there, I was looking, they were supposed to announce something today, but I can't find it. Um, but I will say, uh, one cut from the one cut of the dead is available on shutter. We talked about that during our, yes. uh, overseen, uh, overlooked films episode, please. Like if you don't shutter is a, a horror, um, streaming service, get the free trial, watch one cut of the dead. It's phenomenal. Like, please support that film. Um, and then we got one more from Caesar. Um, so yeah, he mentioned Tiger King. Uh, but yeah, he's been watching some stuff on Netflix. This is not okay. Tiger King and The Kingdom season two. Mm. I don't know any of those. Well, Tiger, <laughs> Tiger King, I very much know now. Um, but I don't know what this is not okay and The Kingdom season two is. And it I seems like Paige doesn't either. I do not. I do not. But <laughs> yeah. But I appreciate cool. fan input at any time. Yeah. Cool. That's all I got. Yeah, that's all I got, too. Is that a wrap? I think it's a wrap. Especially because Gomez, my cat, for anyone who is not aware, 
um, who's thrilled to have me home this much, has decided to, because he's now been dealing with me not paying attention to him, um, pushing off all the pens and notebooks on my dining room table one by one, which from right mm. now is my work from home office. Nice. So shout out to my cat for that. And I think that's our cue. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> all right. It's good to talk to you, Mike. I will say, yeah, you too. yeah for anyone listening, it's um, you're going to hear our voices side by side, but it's really weird not seeing Mike for almost two weeks now. So that is a bummer, but it's been lovely to chat. Video yeah. call your friends and family, guys. It's yeah, really to get to get real for a second. I think I, I mentioned this lightly during the commentary, like ending spiel at the last episode. But like, please, like, yeah use slack use facetime use whatever um skype like actually like see your friends and family face to face it's really really helpful i was uh for the first week that we were like kind of like getting used to all this i was going a bit stir crazy but then we started doing like happy hours and just big meeting check-ins and stuff like that and it's been really really helpful and yeah like I'm sure you could kind of tell by like how we talk to each other. Like the Burns is like as cliche as it's going to sound. It's a family. And I miss all these people. I miss Paige, seeing Paige every day dearly. <laughs> and yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know where I'm really going with this, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, tell, tell people you love them, call them, see them, keep yourself safe. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to do the outro spiel? Yeah, for sure. Um, so thank you for listening. The Jacob Burns Filmcast is supported by the Jacob Burns Film Center, a nonprofit film and education center in Pleasantville, New York, which is temporarily, emphasis on temporarily closed, out of respect for the health of our community. And we strongly encourage you in this time to check out a number of streaming resources, including new releases that are available for sale through the Burns on our website. But in addition, you can also find us on social media, we're JBFC Peville on Instagram, JBFCNY on Twitter, Jacob Burns Film Center on Facebook and YouTube. While the theater is closed, I would highly encourage you to check out some past Q&As from the Burns on our YouTube channel. Those are well worth a watch. And um, they're really hefty interviews. They're really um, incisive and insightful and worth your time. Um, finally, this podcast is mixed, edited, and published by Mike and produced by me, Paige. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week. Stay safe and healthy in the meantime. Just because I'm not going to edit this episode. Yeah. Uh, we, we will not be back next week because this is the end of season one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Well, that too. But yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just really, really quick. We are, yeah, we had a plan for season two. Uh, that plan obviously got foiled. <laughs> so we need to, uh, yeah, Paige and I are going to go back to the drawing board and figure out what season two looks like in this like work from home situation. Uh, so keep an eye on Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. We'll definitely blast it out on social media when we are ready to share more. We'll probably be back in a few weeks. Yeah, indeed. And in the meantime, thank you for listening and we'll see you at the movies. At home. At home.